On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, he's been quietly one of the best college baseball players to come out of this province over the last couple of years. Lethbridge's Sean Grandmont joins us. Welcome to episode 127 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. Before we get going, we just wanted to thank you again for your patience as we took last week off to focus on researching and writing stories for our website. We've also been busy with some behind-the-scenes stuff as well as family matters, so the breather was very much appreciated. To say there has been no shortage of storylines would be an understatement between what's going on here at home and how athletes are doing stateside. We are definitely keeping busy. Speaking of those performances in the U.S., that brings us to this week's guest. We first met Sean Grandmont back in 2018 when he was with the College of Southern Idaho as they made their way to the JUCO World Series. We wrote up a story to preview the event and have kept tabs on him ever since. Grandmont moved up to NCAA Division II Northwest Nazarene University in Nampa, Idaho, which is about a two-hour drive from CSI. Over the last three years, the Lethbridge product has continued to get better. He made our 2020 All-College Alberta team by hitting 339 with six home runs and 15 RBIs in just 16 games. This year, he's even better, hitting 378 with six homers and 34 RBIs in 24 games, helping lead the Nighthawks to a 19-5 record overall and 13-3 in conference play. Earlier this week, the Vauxhall grad took some time to chat with us about baseball, patience, and cookies. Sean, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. No problem. Last time we chatted, it was all about going to the Junior College World Series. Uh, talk us through what it's been like over the last few years as you've settled at a new school, but also really turned a lot of heads when it comes to playing the game and the way that you've been uh, hitting the ball. Uh, just transferred from uh, CSI to NNU. Was, uh, kind of an uneasy feeling just throughout the summer, not knowing where I was going to go, going to the West Coast League and then having a little arm problem there and I had to leave so I just didn't really know where I was going to go so I just committed to NNU. I like the Idaho area so nice to be familiar where I am but uh, just going into a new school and like a new coach and everything I was trying to figure everything out and then after my junior year just going home I had to work for make some money for school to help pay for it and I was just like well uh, there's something there's like something needs to change for me to like be consistent. I'll have stretches of hot streaks, but I'll always go through some stretches of cold streaks. And uh, that was just one thing that I worked on through that summer was trying to like be in a stance where I was comfortable all the time to see the ball and not have those cold streaks where I can feel like I'm not seeing the ball. But now it's I can pick up spin a lot easier and laying off pitches. My two strike count is thing that I think that's the thing that's changed the most is my two strike approach cutting down the strikeouts trying to see the ball deeper how important has that aspect been from a, a plate appearance perspective one of the stats that kind of jumped out at me was the number of walks you've taken I mean there there's obviously something to be said about the patience that you're showing at the plate right now yeah I think it just goes with the two strike approach and just kind of buying into a new philosophy of trusting my hands more I've always been told that I've had good hands and I have really fast hands, but I've never been able to really 
trust that until the last couple of years now where I can I feel confident in letting the ball travel a little bit farther and I can play off those borderline pitches and I know that uh, I just feel way more comfortable if I take that borderline pitch for strike one that that's probably not going to be the do or die pitch for me like well, I should have swung at that one that I can grind out in that bat and know that I'm going to see a pitch better or if I don't then I'm just going to take the walk and get on base for our lineup because our lineup's pretty good this year where I don't need to be the guy that's driving in all the runs right now. How fun has it been from your perspective, especially as mentioned before we hit the record button, that you know, you're hitting three fifty plus, you're you're hitting bombs, you you're driving in runs, like all of the stats seem to be improving year over year and you're really starting to to maybe have some fun around the plate and, and that breeds success in a in a way. Yeah, it's definitely been a relief for me. It's been fun. Um just having that confidence of yeah, I can do this for an extended period of time and actually like believing in myself, not just hearing coaches be like, oh, you have the capability of doing it, but actually doing it through an extended period of time now, it's been nice. Who did you lean on? You mentioned talking about kind of working your way through the mental side of the game. Did you lean on anybody in particular or did you kind of have to look within yourself to find that inner peace, quote unquote? Uh, I think it was definitely just looking into myself and didn't really have anyone to reach out to and talk about the mental side of the game. But I was just, that summer after my junior year having to work, I was had a lot of time on my own. A lot of guys that I knew that played baseball in Lethbridge, they were either done or they were playing summer ball where I couldn't get in reps with them. So it was a lot of work on my own, just getting my dad to feed the pitching machine for me at PBA and, working out early in the morning before I had to go to work and just a lot of time on my own, just trying to think about the season and my baseball career so far, what had been my downfall, what I can improve on to make it my career better for the next couple of years or the next year. You mentioned an injury in there. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that injury and the recovery afterwards? Um, it was it started at my uh, at CSI, my junior college there. It was just kind of, I dove for a ball and kind of tweaked my shoulder. It wasn't anything serious. I didn't, like, fully tear or anything. It was just some minor fraying in uh, my labrum. So it was just kind of bothering me, especially throughout, like, the second doubleheader and throughout the week of practicing, just throwing constantly. It was bothering me. And then I, when I got to my four-year school year, talking to the trainers, just meeting with some doctors, they said we could go in and just clean up the fraying. I'll probably relieve some pain and throwing in front of my shoulder so I got that done and it was supposed to be uh, a five month recovery but I didn't want to reg on at third base to be an everyday guy so I got back in two months and yeah since then I haven't looked back Absolutely. And uh, talk a little bit about, uh, I like going back in time a little bit in, in these conversations for the podcast and get into the very beginnings of Sean as a baseball player, because here in Alberta, we talk a lot about hockey. We talk a lot about football. Baseball seems to be in the periphery almost. So how is it that, that you came upon the game? Uh, I actually started T-ball and I don't know what age T-ball is, but my dad got, my dad, and my mom signed me up for T-ball. I loved it. I loved throwing the ball around me. My dad would always play catch growing up, but 
actually didn't like t-ball i hated it every day i'd come home like i don't want to go t-ball and my dad didn't want me to hate the game of baseball so they took me out of baseball until we actually got to like the players pitching to each other so nine years old is when i actually signed up for baseball again and then after that year i made the all-star team and fell in love with the game and then played every year since I was looking at some of the pictures from the the Twitter machine and that, and and I know uh, you were a pitcher for quite a while there. What led you going from the mound to playing third base? Um, I just think all it was was uh, when I went to Vauxhall. I just went out went on my uh, recruiting trip there, and they just the whole time just looked at me as an infielder and hitting, and I had no problem with it. I would rather be a position player than a pitcher. Although some people pitching for life, but I just wanted to be like in the lineup every day, playing the game every day. So being a position guy was always what I wanted to do. And when I went to Vauxhall, that's how they saw me as an infielder. So after Vauxhall, I don't know how many times I pitched after that. Looking back on your time, especially like I look at you through the Elks program and Lethbridge and that, uh, you had a lot of success with those teams, and and there's a lot of banners that were that you got to to take pictures with and that kind of thing. Any particular uh, tournaments or championships or just teams that really stand out to you as being a whole heck of a lot of fun, or maybe some of the stories that you have from those days. Uh. Playing for the Alex in the summer is always a great time, just going on the road trips with the guys. It was, always, it was kind of a cool experience in Lethbridge baseball anyways because growing up in Little League, there's the north side and the south side and there were almost rivals and never really much the same schools. and We never really got to play together until we got to American Legion baseball and then we actually finally all got on the same team. So it was like a cool experience of being like, oh, you said hate playing this guy he's always like rank against us but now he's on our team i'm playing up the middle infield with him and then just going on those road trips and getting to play with those guys a great group of guys and, and then junior college is always a great experience i always dreamed about playing college baseball down south and hearing coach k's stories about uh csi and the program there i was excited to go there and then my sophomore year was just crazy I remember talking to him and just him telling me about how uh all the stories about him going to the world series in 84 and winning it and just always like just taking a step back and like making sure you remember those moments so i made sure i did that and it was a great experience with those guys a lot of us still keep in contact with that team and it's just really formed a brotherhood at the junior college level mm-hmm uh, let's talk a little bit about Vauxhall and what that program meant to you. Obviously, uh, a, a lot, whether it's Coach K or, or anybody else, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of great athletes have come through that uh, program, and, and you're obviously one of them. So talk us through uh, through your experience there. Uh, Vauxhall did a lot for me. Until I went to Vauxhall, I was pretty much, I still played basketball, so I was really not sure if I wanted to play basketball or play baseball yet and then when I went to, when I got the offer to Vauxhall I was like full in everything into baseball I didn't play basketball out in Vauxhall I wanted to put all my time and effort towards baseball and just the coaches there helped me improve a lot in the mental game and just trying to think the game through it's a lot going through a coaching program there going into the players whether it's 
the basics of, oh, this kid hasn't, he's got a lot of potential, but he hasn't really been taught the plate approach or a good consistent swing, or if it's the advanced guys where it's like working through account, like 2-2, two, two, this is what you should be seeing. The coach is there. I think that was the biggest step up to that point was getting me to the next level of baseball, those guys right there. And then obviously you did manage to get to that next level with CSI first and foremost. And as mentioned off the top, uh, the first time you and I had contact was ahead of the little uh, ahead of the the JUCO World Series. There, what was that experience like for you? Looking back on it now, a few years later, uh, it was it was crazy. I remember just hearing people like always saying, "Oh yeah, it's going to be packed there, and it's going to be a great atmosphere all the time." I remember our team was like, "Well, we're the first game of the tournament." And, 8 a.m. game on Wednesday or something like that. Like, not a lot of people are going to be there. There's going to be people at work and stuff. And we showed up, and there's six, seven thousand fans in the stadium still for an 8 a.m. game on a Wednesday. And then when we made it to the next round against Iowa Western on Memorial Day, I, I don't know if I'll ever get to play in front of more people than that or what. But that was a crazy atmosphere to be in completely packed in the outfield all around helicopters coming in and like I think there's like 16,000 fans or something it was just a great atmosphere and it was crazy just looking back at that I actually had that opportunity to play there I know you're still a young guy but I want to ask looking back on the career thus far has there been a moment where you went holy crap yeah looking back at it uh, I think that was one of the things this weekend like I said like you mentioned I've been hitting well this year, but this last weekend it was like one of those trials times where it wasn't the best weekend for me. And I was looking back at it and I was like, that was one of the things the guys at Walksall would talk to me about. And it was just like, how could I learn from this time of having a rough weekend and moving forward? And I think that's where mentally I've grown is just moving past it and thinking about, well, I can either like go through the same process of maybe having one more cold week and then finally breaking through or turn the page and this week and have a good weekend. I think it's just looking back at it and be like, well, I've done this in these big moments. Like one bad weekend doesn't make me a bad player and one good weekend doesn't make me a good weekend. It's just every time I'm out there trying to go at it and prove that I can get to that next level or get to that next big tournament or whatever it is. One of the words that you've brought up a couple of times now is the word potential, and you've you've mentioned how you've been able to unlock some of it. Where do you see your potential personally? Personally, I think if I keep playing the way I can, I think I could move on to the next level, maybe sign a minor league deal or have a shot with an independent team or something this summer. I'm going to the Appalachian League this summer, the new MLB pipeline program in the West Virginia and Tennessee, hoping to get picked up out of there, get noticed there. Um, I wanted to ask a, a, another question here and kind of off the baseball radar a little bit, but as I was reading through your, your bio online, he's, it says he enjoys eating cookies and hiking, and I want to specifically talk about the cookies part. Chocolate chip, or is there another kind that is in your wheelhouse? Uh, if someone offers me a chocolate chip cookie, I'll never say no. So they always think it's chocolate chip, my favorite, but a white chip macadamia nut, that, that, 
definitely my go-to if it's there, but it's hard for me to find a good one. So chocolate chip is the safe bet all the time. Do you have a favorite place to go to get cookies? Yeah, here in Napa, there's a place called Crumble Cookies, and every week they'll come out with six new cookies, and it's like a churro cookie. It's just like some pretty crazy cookies out there, some exotic ones, and it's just rotating every week. It's hard not to go there because I follow them on Instagram, and it's like, oh, they got a French toast cookie out this week. I guess we got to go again. I know. <laughs> Very cool. Want to talk a little bit about the hiking thing as well and have a little bit of fun here because uh, I, I can only imagine the kinds of places that you've been able to travel to and, and check out on the hiking trail. Do you have any favorite spots? Um, so far, all the I've really enjoyed Washington, although I haven't been able to go up to like Pika Mountain yet. The times I've been there have been during the winter or during like rainy season, so it's not the best time to go hiking up top there. But Alberta is always nice too. There's some great mountains there, and it's just easy to access there. There's so many around us that it's easy to go to. Just living in Boise, you can't take it for granted that Alberta is so nice, and there's so many mountains close to home. I was going to mention about that because, I mean, you being from Lethbridge, I'm sure you probably traveled over to Waterton on a, on a few different occasions, eh? Yeah, definitely. Growing up, it was a frequent visit there. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I wanted to get into a, a couple more baseball questions here and one surrounding a, a question that I ask pretty regularly here on the podcast. And, and it's around coming back home and talking to some of those kids. When you were growing up in, say, Vauxhall, for example, and you'd have those alumni come through and, mention some words of advice or that kind of thing. Now you're that player, that athlete that gets to come home and maybe have a, a few words for those kids who are first st- uh, signing up uh, with Vauxhall. What kinds of advice would you offer to those kids nowadays? Uh, I think the biggest thing that I've always carried away from going to Vauxhall and just moving on is like one year isn't going to make or break yet and either it's bad or if it's good. Going to Vauxhall as a senior, it was that year I had to get noticed. And talking to Coach Mack, was, he made it like relaxing, like easy going. That don't worry, like it's going to happen. I talked to a few guys from there that I've known in Lethbridge, and it's like you talk to them, they're like, "Oh yeah, I haven't made it yet." And it's like I didn't commit till like halfway through my spring season, and I've got to the spot where I am now, so it's just. Kind of like just don't get too caught up in I need to go Div 1 or I need to find a school in this fall or the, the right place will find you. Just like how I didn't you, like wasn't really on my radar until I got here. And now that I'm here, I feel like it's the place for me to be. CSI is the same way. I didn't really, I signed late and I was like, hopefully it's the right decision that I got there and obviously it's the right place for me to go. And I think that's the main thing is just play baseball and love the game because you that's why you're playing is because you love it and the right things will happen. Things will fall into place. Mm-hmm. And it sounds as though patience is a virtue for you as well, not just at the plate, but obviously uh, when it comes to getting to the next level as well. So very cool story, Sean. Final question for you as I ask with everyone, what does the game of baseball mean to you? Uh, right now it means everything to me. It's, just, it's taught me, like it's, taught me how to be patient, taught me how to work hard and be respectful of people. It's taught me to build a lot of relationships in my life, like either in Canada or here. 
connects me all over the Northwest and just brought a lot of people into my life, a lot of experiences, a lot of memories. And it's just, um, yeah, I don't know. It means a lot to me. Sean, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to chat with you once again here. Thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast and all the best as we continue this 2021 campaign. All right, perfect. Thank you. Thanks again to Sean Grandmont for joining us this week. And thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. We'd love to hear from you. So if you can, leave us a rating and review on your podcast provider of choice. Those actions also help spread the word about what we're up to. Until next time, thanks for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.